And now, a bit of romance. Two girls on a quest to find which rom-com is the best. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Hello, and welcome to P.S. I Love Rom-coms, the podcast about running through airports, working at magazines, and making out in the rain. I'm Allie. And I'm Mia. P.S. I Love Rom-Coms is a podcast where Allie and I, rom-com experts, try to figure out which rom-com is the best rom-com of all time. And joining us today through the magical portal of Zencaster is the host of the widely popular Culture Kings podcast. He's an architect of sound and of words. He's the guy <laughs> next door. Everybody, it's the one and only Jockey's Neil. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The guy next door. Absolutely. I like that. Do I don't know. I actually, I don't do. I like the. Does the guy next door ever get the girl? Does he ever get the girl? It's yes. about 50 50. It's about 50 50. I okay. would say. There is a movie called The Guy Next Door, if I'm not mistaken, um, or something similar to, or The Girl Next Door, or the something Girl similar Next to that. Door. Yes. With Elijah Cuth- Cuthbert, however you say her name. Oh, Eliza um, Dushku? No. Oh, um, no, no. No. The blonde from 24. The blonde chick. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The blonde daughter from 24. Mm hmm. And he yeah. got her. He got her. Emil Hirsch got her. I love that yep. movie. It's. I think it's offensive probably now, but it, either, as a child. <laughs> I just watched it recently and it is offensive, but you know, I like it. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, it's what it is. I feel that way about a lot of rom coms where it's like, yeah, it's offensive, but uh yeah. I think I'll get over it because I uh, I like I like parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Ghost of Girlfriend's <laughs> Pass I just watched over Christmas for whatever reason. <gasps> oh, and I was wow. like, This movie this movie is problematic, but damn if it's not charming, so I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about rom coms. Sometimes, sometimes you know, you gotta you you know you take them with a grain of salt, but some but that sometimes they've got a good core message, um, you know, that you can still relate to. But. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for oh, coming. Thank you on. so much for being here. Of course. Now we like to start off each episode with the segment: Which rom com heroine are you channeling? Where we equate the experiences we've had this week with a famous rom com heroine. I'll start off this week by saying that I feel like I've been channeling Sylvia from the Jane Austen book club. Um, uh, oh my God. Have you seen that one? Have you seen the Jane Austen I book club? I haven't, but I've seen the trailer a million times. And I know, is that Carrie <gasps> Russell's character? It No, it's Amy Brenneman's character. Um, uh, and uh, in it, she's like, joins this book club, but she's the character that like, even in this book club, she keeps talking about her love life. And um, I am in two book clubs right now, um, two quarantine book clubs. And uh, I keep, I'm the person in these book clubs that is just like, can I talk about my love life for a second? And um, and I feel so bad. I'm like, uh, people want to talk about the book, but I just keep bringing up my love life. Um, So that's who I'm channeling. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, all right. This week, you guys, we've talked about it. All right. I've been I've been a little bit of a mess. I've been a little bit of a tired lush. I am at home. I am uh, I am zooming friends and I am I am enjoying wine, you know, and um, 
So, yeah, I think that I'm channeling Amy Schumer's character from the modern rom-com Trainwreck, uh, mm. where she she plays a journalist who is, yeah, I think Trainwreck refers to the relationship, but there's a few scenes where she's sort of like, you know, maybe, maybe drinking or smoking weed when she should be being serious. Um, oh, are you smoking weed now, Mia? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay. No. So say if you start smoking weed during quarantine and I'm not around, <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. I know you'll be you'll be so sad. Listeners, I'm I'm so sorry to break this to you. I I I do not smoke weed because I am an I am a fairly anxious person and it, I've been uh, trying. Me, I've been trying for years. For years Jackie says has has uh, done that fun thing where he'll be like, "Oh, like what's what's that over there?" and I'll be like, "I don't know." You know, he'll ask me a series of questions quickly and then be like, "Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want to smoke weed?" <laughs> Jackie's no, um, but I am channeling Amy's character so hard that I several times uh, have mentioned to Kyle, hey, maybe we should get some weed. And he's had to be like, you don't smoke weed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, that's so, very funny. Can, can I tell you guys vibe. a fun story about uh, when I saw Trainwreck? Oh, yeah. yeah please. At least it's fun to me. I don't know. It probably won't be funny <laughs> to anybody else. But um, so I was, Trainwreck, Trainwreck came out. Um, I moved to LA in 2012, so I'm pretty sure Trainwreck came out after I moved here. It did, yeah. uh, but I okay, but I saw it in Chicago for whatever reason. It had already been out for a minute. Everybody had said it was great, but I never saw it. Um, and I had like three hours in between like hangouts or something, and there was this little five dollar movie theater that was playing Trainwreck right around where I needed to be in Chicago. So I went to go see it. And I was the only person in this theater. Um, and it's not like a major theater. It was like a little, it's a little like mom and pop theater in Chicago. I was the only person in this theater. So I'm watching it. Stuff is chilling. And then all of a sudden I hear just like the little, like little pitter patter. Um, and that sounds like a mouse in the theater. And oh I'm scared of mice. So I like <laughs> jumped up and I ran out of the theater. And I was like, all right, man, Jackie's don't. Don't embarrass yourself, like, to yourself. So I, like, went back in the theater, but I I sat, like, on the top of the chair, not letting my feet hit the ground for the rest of the movie. Um, And I haven't seen Trainwreck since because I always equate it to that mouse uh, that I didn't see, but I heard, and it scared the shit out of me. Oh, my God. that's my I, train wreck story. <laughs> I can picture this with such clarity because um, one time us three, us three shared a little Airbnb in New York City. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and Allie, you you weren't there. I don't remember. I think you might have left early. But Jaquise and I had to deal with, there was, in, in out the room Allie and I were sharing, there was a giant cockroach. Oh, and, I remember oh, this. And I freaked out because I cannot handle cockroaches. And me and Jaquise both, uh, we both have a hard time with cockroaches. But let me just mm-hmm. say, Jaquise stepped up. <laughs> he, oh, wow. came in, he came in with a shoe and he handled it like a champ. So, um, <laughs> well, I know exactly uh, what that must have looked like in the movie theater. I'll say, you know, mm-hmm. when Jaquise needs to step up uh, to his fears of small, small um, crawly things, small yes. crawly things, he will do I it. Step up <laughs> myself, myself, not so much. Yes. I just stood and on I- the bed screaming, Jaquise. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. I remember that. I forgot about that. That is so funny. <laughs> 
Now, Jackie's, you could take a minute to think about this. Um, is there any rom-com heroine or hero that you feel mm-hmm. like you're channeling this week? Um, sure. Uh, if you guys remember a little movie called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, my. Uh, yes. Which is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Um, it's so but, good. Yeah, but in the beginning of that movie, after, J- after Jason Siegel's character gets broken up with uh, Naked, and then he kind of goes into his, uh, he goes into just his funk where all he's doing is eating cereal, <laughs> drinking, watching TV and his sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm that, <laughs> I'm that version of a rom-com character. Uh, right before I bust out of my cocoon like a butterfly when this is all over. But for right now, I'm in the, I'm in the, I mean, I'm, I haven't been broken up with, but I'm in the broken up phase of a rom-com movie. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> that I mean, is, so I that's feel what like I'm we've, we've all been dumped by our our real lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, our real mm-hmm. lives have been taken away from us by the coronavirus, and we mm-hmm. and we're mourning we're mourning that loss. Um, we are with that- sweatpants, cereal, and wine. <laughs> oh my god wait that's so true because in it he also watches old seasons of project runway and i am mm-hmm. watching old seasons of project <gasps> runway oh my yep. gosh i am watching the 2000 like 12 season <laughs> that's how you know you've hit rock bottom that's how you know you've hit it. i i'm watching like old wrestling clips and like in that movie he like <laughs> pretends like he's like gandalf or somebody from lord of the rings i don't know Yes. But like I'm also doing that, pretending like I'm wrestlers, and I was wrestling <laughs> myself, and I hurt my neck, and it hurt for four days. Oh. Um, but you know, that's life. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I be- and I believe that because you're so into wrestling. I've watched wrestling with you, and it's mm-hmm. contagious. By the end of what were what did we watch? We watched we watched um, the Royal Rumble, 2018 Roy- <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which at the end of it. You, me, and Ryan Barton, I believe, were all standing on your couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we ran to it. We Ronda Rousey so made her debut. It was so exciting. <laughs> it was very exciting. Allie, you got to watch wrestling with me. I will. I will as soon as this is done. As soon as this <laughs> by the uh, coronavirus is done. <laughs> okay. All right. Now let's dive right on into the rom-com that we are discussing today. The 2005 hit Hitch in this mm. rom-com, a professional date doctor, Alex Hitchens, or more commonly known as Hitch, helps other men in the art of wooing women. Hitch, while helping his client, Albert Brenneman, a financial advisor who's in love with his celebrity client, Allegra Cole, finds that he, Hitch himself, is falling for Sarah Miles, played by Eva Mendes. But while he's dating her, he struggles to follow his own advice. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Hitch was one of the third highest domestic grossing rom-coms of all time, bringing in $179.4 million, according to Entertainment Weekly. It's directed by Andy Tennant and written by Kevin Bish. Let's talk a little bit about our main love interest, Alex Hitchinson, played by the incomparable Will Smith, and Sarah Milas, played by one of my faves, Eva Mendez. Love her. Love her. So love her. This movie, this movie is important to me because this movie came out um 
like right my freshman or sophomore year of college, depending on what month of the year it came out in. And uh, and so just so like it was right around when like I was shaping just like who I was as like a love interest in college. You know, when you're trying to when you're trying to get ass in college and 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 you're trying to like date people and and be that person who you're pretty much going to transition to into adulthood. Yeah. Uh, Hitch came out and he was just so cool and confident, but also like by the end of the movie, uh, introspective uh, that I was like, oh, I feel like I, I think this is this is who I want myself to be. Uh, so like through most of college, I had like a hitch feel to myself. <laughs> yes! um, I don't know if it relayed to anybody else, but to me, I thought I was as cool and as and as suave as hitch was. Uh, which was great. Oh my God. Would you do his like little hitch things in which like you're like a very like subdued dancer and would you do like a lot yeah. of like shock and awe where you would like kind of do something shocking, but then kind of like, like be cool and chill if like, uh, and like walk away. Like Hitch does that thing where he like puts that 20 in that woman's hand and it's like, mm-hmm. bring me a couple oh. Coronas by the pool table. And then he's like, just kidding. I was flirting with you. I didn't I didn't do any I, I, I did something like that. I did something like that. I didn't do I didn't do like that because that's insane. But <laughs> like, I, I truly don't think that would work, but maybe it would. I don't know. But what I did do is I uh, I walked up to a group of women. There was one chick that like I like was seeing. and was like, oh, she's cute. I want to talk to her. And I but she was with like her girlfriends, and I walked up to her and I was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, don't mind me. I just want to say, and you don't have to say nothing back. But you just as pretty as you want to be." And then I walked away, and then she came up to me, and you know, the rest was very short history, but you know, history. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, oh so my that's gosh! Your real life hitch moment. Uh, my real life hitch moment, and it was that's great. so smooth. It was great. It was great. It that, took everything in me to do it. I I uh, love that. I love that this was like a formative character and sort of who you wanted to be as as a leading gentleman. Because one of my favorite parts about this character is that um, it's it's he's he's so vulnerable and his yeah. behavior his behavior has such a great justification. You know, which is mm-hmm. that he he loved so hard in college and he got burned so bad. So then he decided that he had to be cool and um, like perfect always. And that led mm-hmm. him to this very successful career. But then by the end, he learns that only by being the vulnerable, sort of like goofy, uh, out of control, very uncool, real self is that's the only way he can find actual love. Yeah, you don't have the like and the thing I think like. So the real part that I really connected with was just like his ease to talk to people, right? Yeah. Um, and that's and like I'm I'm a I'm I say this to people all the time and they always think I'm bullshitting, but I'm a very shy person. Um mm-hmm. and like I don't know how to converse um <laughs> like internally. Like I and it like conversing is easy for me, but internally it feels hard, right? Yeah. So like in that movie, he was so easy. Like he conversed so easy with women or just people in general. 
But by the end of it, you learn like, oh, there isn't a formula to this. You don't have all the answers. Just be yourself, Mm -hmm. but be confident in who you are, Um, which is what I took away from the character of Hitch. I like that um, even in his business model, Hitch's business model, like he does repeat over and over again to his clients, like, you can't hide who you are. You have to be yourself. He has a funny saying of like, you know, there's an iceberg and like, you know, you only want to show a little bit of yourself right at the top, but <laughs> which is, you know, maybe maybe problematic, but also he's right, um, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, that you should always be yourself, um, which I I liked that. And I thought that it made his character not problematic because yes. the message of being yourself is good. Even by today's standards is that character problem i don't feel like like i don't feel like it's really that prop i know some people might be like oh he's tricking women into liking them which i don't necessarily agree with because like the overall message of the movie is get out of your own way type thing uh but yeah i wonder like is it would would his character be considered problematic by today's standards no, yeah, well, I, I I would say no because all of the women said yes to the date. So all of these guys, he like he creates opportunities, and yes, they're a little bit like under false pretenses. But like, even like a pickup line is you know kind of fake and corny that people do, and like y- you have to do these kind of weird, awkward introductions sometimes to make opportunities for yourself to meet people. And then it's just about those people then trying to be them best, their best selves, but still themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really see anything that problematic with, with Hitch's methods. And it's only still three dates. And then after that, you know, he lets go of them. Yeah, yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, I, I thought, because it is so interesting, because it's I think definitely like where we're at, ne- like now in 2020, like it's, it's like a tricky, it's a trickier plot, right? Where it's like, I think I, the way I look at it is I'm sort of like his methods have, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a spinning top, you know, that it's like, it could be problematic or it could not be. And because we know Hitch's justification and why he does this and that he actually likes women and like loves women and just wants to help people that he sees himself in. It's like, he is not doing it with any malice or, um, like manipulative, like for any any like negative manipulative reason. But this great villain, um, what is his? Oh, Vance Munson, who is sort of the mm. villain who who represents the more negative way that this way of thinking of dating could go, right? Who's just he's such a great absolute douchebag in this. Oh, um, he is. He is. Yeah, who who seeks out Hitch to um just try to, in his own words, bang um uh, a side character and and we we get to see hitch be like no that's not what this is and so it's like yeah. i think i think that sort of lets us know the difference between the two but vance munson also represents sort of where this type of like um philosophy about dating can go wrong and can be yeah. right but um, i think that's a, such a smart part of the movie too because it is saying like oh we understand how this can be problematic but like even Will's even Hitch, when he meets a person, he doesn't like tell him their his name first. He asks them, tell me about her. And yes. he decides like, oh, is this person genuinely wanted to get to know this person? Or it's not just about, oh, I want to fuck this person. Like, it's not yes. just about that. You know, it's about 
I I really like this person and I just don't know how to approach them, right? I think yeah. we've all been there. Uh totally. who I loved I loved when he I loved when he uh he like fought Vance. It was like, if you touch me again, I'm gonna break your arm. Okay, pumpkin. I love oh, it. That's it's an iconic moment. I remember like when I saw this in theaters when I was younger, the okay pumpkin was such I that was like a line I quoted all the time. I wonder how many because Will has so many great lines in this movie and I wonder how many of them are improvised because they're just so good and they're so him or he just like takes them on so fully and fun little fact is the there was one scene in this movie that was improvised because I was like, some of this has to be improvised. It's so natural. It's so funny. It's so off the cuff. There were actually two scenes that were improvised. One was the scene where Hitch helps Albert Brenneman, his client played by Kevin James. He like kind of walks him through what a first kiss should be like. Yes. And that scene wasn't originally written in the movie. Will Smith and uh, the director were just walking around and Will was like, this neighborhood is so beautiful. We have to film in this neighborhood. And so um, they're like, okay, uh, what should we do? And they're like, oh, what if we did a scene where like, um, you know, Hitch teaches uh, Albert how to kiss. And so they improvised that whole, you know, you come 90% of the way. And, um, you know, the and let them come out of the 10. 10%. That was improvised. And the house that they filmed in front of, because they didn't have a permit, because they didn't have enough time, they were just like, let's film here, is Sarah Jessica Parker's house. No. <laughs> That's, That's her and Matthew Broderick's brownstone. They literally were knocking on brownstones. And the first person that opened the door was Sarah. And they're like, oh, my God, can we film on your front doorstep? And she's like, of course. That's very fun. That's so cool. What a fun That's fact. So cool. Yeah. Speaking of that kiss scene, I just have to say that, and I'm not, I, I don't, I don't dislike Kevin James. I, you know, I, I didn't really have a feeling about him before this rewatch, but now I got to say, I loved the character of Albert Brandeman and I thought Kevin mm -hmm. James was so funny and so adorable in this role. I mean, like he was great in this role because this is also kind of right like after uh king of queens mm -hmm. yeah or right around as that movie or as that show was ending and so he was seemingly making that transition from tv to uh to film and this was such a perfect uh role for him to do and and because it, it it was right in his wheelhouse and he was really good at it and then he had to like go make like paul blart and shit yes. so it kind of ruined the rest of his career but this <laughs> this was like a good this was a really good introduction into what film star Kevin James could be. And yeah. I thought he was great in it. Yeah, he's like so lovable and so vulnerable. Fun fact, it was Will Smith who recommended Kevin James for the part because he's, he was a really big fan of King of Queens. And he was like, oh, this guy's so funny. And uh, I got this from a website called Dipley, um, which sounds sketchy, but it's not. And supposedly they were like really good friends on set as well. And they would eat pickles and, and um, tell secrets to each other. Again, that they sounds would. like I'm making it up, but no. I, it's, it's true. They would eat pickles. Uh, <laughs> the eat mark pickles? of a good friendship. 
<laughs> he pickles and tells secrets. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah, no, it was uh he, he was great in this movie. I mean, it was it was such good casting all the way around. And I believe now here's where I can I know this is bad to say, but <laughs> and, you know, this is a rom com trope that it can be annoying sometimes where it's just like, all right, I know anybody can fall in love with anybody, but let's be real. <laughs> Kevin James ain't going to get Allegra Cole. Get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Like, let's be real. Uh, I, mean, I know somebody out there is like, it can happen. And I know it can happen, but we were watching the exception, not the rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching so like but other than that i loved him in this movie yeah yeah that was a bit of a jump and i know we're and we're talking a lot more about will smith and kevin james because i do feel like in a lot of rom-coms just like oftentimes one half of the romantic couple has sort of a stronger backstory because mm -hmm. which is definitely hitch in this one because i love eva mendes's character and she's so funny and i feel like she gets like yeah like she gets a little bit like less of a rich backstory and has a little bit more of the trophy like, you know, she's a workaholic. Um, her co-workers are obsessed with her love life. Uh, I still love it. She works it. at a magazine. She works, at a, <laughs> she works in print media at a magazine. We love to count up the tropes in our movies and see sort of where they fall on our list. Yeah. Let's do it, and I will keep count. Well, Eva Mendes is trope-heavy because she works at a magazine. One. Her co-workers are interested in her love life. She does have a gay best friend, which that is a classic she has a huge ass apartment where she lives by herself. Yes. Yep. That's four. She fine as hell. Five. Everyone's hot. Oh, five. She's so hot. She's okay, so quick, goddamn hot in this movie. Quick sidebar. Quick sidebar about Eva Mendes and how hot she is. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, so hot. Also, uh, she, uh, this is the only rom-com she's ever been in. I looked really? it up. She's wow. been in. She's been in some comedies. But she's mostly in crime movies. She's That's in true. like crime and thriller and action movies. Training and Day. Training Day. She's in Fast and Furious. Oh my God. Uh, Man on Fire with Denzel. This is the only true rom com she's been in. Same with Will Smith. Only what? true rom com he's been yeah. in. I what? looked yeah. it up. Only yep. rom com. Yep. And I, at first I was like astonished. And then I was like, oh, I was like, why? They're so good. Why aren't they in other rom-coms? And it's because they're so good. They don't they're, need rom-coms. They don't they, need They oh. make action movies because you make more money on action movies. And they're too yeah. good for rom-coms. And dramatic movies get them Oscar yeah, get them Oscar noms. I mean, like Will Smith, I mean, not to get away from the trope thing, but real quick, the reason also this movie is such like a big, well-known, well-liked lightning rod of a movie for Will Smith is because right before this, like, obviously he had the Fresh Prince in the 90s, and then he started to transition into the movie stardom. But then in the 2000s, before Hitch, his movies were Ali, which is what introduced him as like, oh, Will Smith can act, act. Yes. And then you have him in a couple of sequels, which was Bad Boys 2 and uh, Men in Black 2. Oh, so man. he's going back to characters. And if I'm not mistaken, the movie right before this one was iRobot, which is, oh, Will Smith, action star. And then all of a sudden, he's always been this charismatic, like lovable, handsome dude. But we never got to see him as a love interest. And then all of a sudden, boom, not only is he a love interest, 
he's actually the love doctor. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> it is perfect. It's like the it's like perfect casting it where is. we're not tired of seeing Will Smith as a love interest because we never see it. Uh, we never saw it, and we still have, and we don't see it now. So it's such a fun movie for that reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they they both act the shit out of it. I think it's just such good performances, so funny. It's one of those quick talking movies, you know, like the Aaron Sorkin Gilmore Girls variety, where everyone is sort of very <laughs> smart and can like keep up with each other. Yeah, yeah. here's another trope for you. Uh, if we're still doing that, yes, yeah, this I'm, is I'm one for Will Smith. This is one for Will Smith. Where everything goes wrong, but for whatever reason, it works. Yes. Yes. Oh, like, everything goes wrong with everything he tries to do with uh, with Eva Mendez's character, but it yes. works. But it works. <laughs> that's my favorite part. That, honestly, that's mm. my favorite part of the movie is that he can't, He his whole, like, I love that the movie set up is, like, his whole thing is that he's cool and suave, and then he just cannot be cool or suave on any of the dates. Can't be. Let, let me ask y'all something. If y'all went on a date and in the middle of that date, that dude kicked you in the face, <laughs> would you go back out with that dude? If it was Will Smith, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's it. That's the only way that happens if it's Will Smith. Yeah. Anybody else that kick you square in the face, oh my be like, God, you know done. what? We're done. We're done. I know it's an accident, but that but we're done. It's too, yeah, it's too much, and I can't. I can't come back from it. Here are two tropes, um, and these are again are both rom com tropes and Will Smith tropes. Oh, love um, it. The first is um, uh, he narrates it. There's a narrator, and he's oh. the narrator. Um, and the second mm-hmm. one is there's a like a dance line where people um, are dancing on a yes. line, and and here's the th- and here's the thing. The only other movie that I've seen that it's almost like a rom-com that Will Smith has been in, but it's not, is Aladdin, the live remake, where he does both those things. He is the narrator of the, uh, of Aladdin, and Mm -hmm. he plays a role that is very similar to Hitch, in which he helps the kind of, you know, sloppy Aladdin get together with Prince Jasmine um, using some trickery but also he tells aladdin that he needs to just be himself it's Mm -hmm. like the hitch remake that we uh (sighs) that we need and want it's disney's hitch disney's hitch (laughs) aladdin is disney's hitch too yes it's disney's hitch too and then at the end of that movie they have the dance line yeah awesome dance line oh there's another really one of my favorite tropes is in this movie and it is one of them writing a secret article about the other. That is, <laughs> that is one of my favorite tropes. The person you love, you're writing an article about that it's going to be bad, and then you put it out and you have to make amends. Favorite trope of mine is they, you know, after they're liking each other and then something goes wrong between the both of them and they figure out uh, we shouldn't be together. But then one of them comes and says, maybe we can. But the other one says, no. And then the other one finally turns it around and says, maybe we can. And then the other one says, yes. And then that's the end of the movie. Yes. That's every, that's every rom-com. The, the ending fake out. Yeah, I'm going to add that to the list. The ending fake out. Where it's- oh, yes. Oh, he thought she was dating old dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He thought she was dating his sister's husband. Oh, I love that misunderstanding where it's like 
she's with this guy, but it's actually her brother. Or yes. she's with this girl, but actually it's his sister-in-law. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love Such that. Such a trope. And that guy never says anything. He just sits like a like <laughs> a, a, a silent mute next to her yeah. and just doesn't say, actually, um, we're not dating. <laughs> yeah. You know he was mad, too, because he was like, I'm all in this scene. And yes. yet I'm still a I'm still a under five. Yeah, he's Damn. not getting paid. He ain't getting paid at all for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, quick fun fact, and then I promise we'll get back to the tropes. But you know who was in this movie who got cut out? Who? Alexander Skarsgard <gasps> was in this movie. Oh. And if you look closely at the newspaper articles, you can see his face as the guy, Sebastian who was dating Allegra Cole. Oh, my and God. And he had yes, a right. whole scene with Kevin James, um, but it got cut. No. Wow. That would have been mm -hmm. such a that. good role for him. Yeah. I'm I love to, that. That must have been early in his career. I'm trying to look up It now. was. Because yeah. that's, yeah, like he, because I feel like I, he really came on the scene for me in True Blood. Oh, is, yeah. that the, is that the guy who plays It Pennywise? No. no. That's his brother. It oh. is, he's in, um, he's in how, Big Little Lies. Yeah, he's the husband in Big Little Lies. No spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, oh my God. I would have loved for him to be in the movie. Okay. Speaking of Albert Brenneman, I thought of another trope, which do you think this counts? Is, okay. So is, the, do you get, do we get the reverse makeover trope with Albert Brenneman? Where someone's undergoing what does that mean? What's the reverse makeup? Oh, like you usually like they're like one big trope is like the heroine or hero. I think it happens enough, but it, I think traditionally it's more the heroine undergoes a makeover sequence. There's a, usually a makeover sequence that happens, mm -hmm. um, and there's like a scene where Albert's getting his back waxed, but I don't oh, yeah, know. If that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a funny scene too because he's all sticky and shit. Oh, you gotta love that. Yeah, but then also in the movie, like his like his style, it doesn't like dramatically change. He's still, but it, he's like a if you've ever seen Crazy Stupid Love, uh, yes. where you know you still yourself. Like Steve Carell is still himself, but he just dresses. He starts wearing clothes that fit and yeah. has a little bit more of a fashion sense. Like yes. in this movie, Kevin James uh, Albert Brenneman's character also starts to have a little bit more of a this looks good on me and not just yeah. let me wear khakis and the button down every day. Yes. Yes. Also quick theory of mine. My, my quick theory is that Hitch is Ryan Gosling's favorite film. It's <gasps> because number one, his Ooh. character in crazy, stupid love is it's like, Hitch. it's Hitch. Yes. He basically ripped off Hitch in crazy, yeah. stupid love. And who is he married to? Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. In real life. Yeah, in real life, I think Ryan Gosling saw this movie and was like, "I maybe saw it at the same time that you saw it." Jack Keeson was like, mm -hmm. I "I'm gonna be the be white hitch. hitch. I'm the white hitch. I'm the I'm white." Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he got hitched to Eva Mendez. Damn. Wow. Exactly. Wait, Damn. and that that reminded me of another trope, trope? which because I I don't know how I got here, but it's Eva Mendez's. Uh, best friend character Casey is a hot mess yes. and you mm. you gotta have a best friend who's a hot mess in a rom-com so do? uh so she's that's her that's that's okay that brings us to 13 oh oh, oh. wow and then the at, ball, like the protective boss 
Yes. Yes. Protective the boss. Protective boss. Yeah. Who's, who really cares about your love life and well being? Right. Right. Never. <laughs> Who's the never one that had tells it. you. Yeah. Never. Never have had it. Never, never had, had that. It. Never had it. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down they like another huge thing that happens in rom coms is they watch they usually watch another rom com in the movie or reference another <gasps> yes. rom com. Yeah, what did she watch? Did she watch Jerry Maguire Bridget? at some point? Yes, she, she is. Yes. When she's crying uh, toward the end of the movie, yes. she watches Jer- the the you had me at hello me. part or you yes. complete me. Yes, yes, yes. She yeah, that's a, a huge and that's a I feel like that's a very common point in the movie at which people will watch a rom com. Yes, it's so yeah, when they just the sad breakup montage. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is when they're watching another rom com. She's eating, doesn't, isn't she like either eating ice cream or like cheese, like cheese in a can? <laughs> it's like whip, doesn't she like squirt whipped cream into her mouth? Right, right into the mouth, uh, right? That's yes. a trope. The so right into, good. like out of the can, right into the mouth food. <laughs> yes, yeah, the straight into the, straight into the mouth food, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool, like, because this movie in, in many ways is very unique because, um, and I think there's been other rom-coms that have done this. Um, like, he's not, he's just not that into you and other ones, too. But mm-hmm. this movie doesn't have a central uh, relationship that it focuses yeah. on. It focuses on almost three relationships. Uh, the relationship between uh, Albert Brenneman and Allegra Cole, between Hitch and Sarah Milas, and between Hitch and himself as well. Yeah. Um, and then also, I guess, and then like the little budding buddy friendship between uh, Albert and Hitch. So, but it all like intertwines in such a really clean way um, yeah. that I think, you know, that makes the movie really fun because you're not just invested in one romantic storyline. You're invested in just the idea of romance and, yeah. and the yes. start of relationships, which is really fun. Yes, and it's yeah, an ense- it's an ensemble rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, which is funny because you have such big names in this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh with you know, Will Smith and obviously he's the star, but you would think like his relationship would be the main one, but it's not really. Yeah. Yeah, you are like super invested in Albert and Allegra. Yeah. yeah. You are. Very much so. More so than even Hitch and Sarah Meatless almost. <laughs> And what's nice about it, too, is it's from a male perspective, which we don't see a lot in rom-coms. It is like it it covers a lot of people, but it's like more from the male perspective. And it's really nice because it shows men being sensitive and, and vulnerable. And like it's kind of like a good example of like how to list like, yeah, that it's important to listen to women and really hear what they're saying and versus like the it shows like the toxic masculinity with the dance character and i don't know i think that like it's something really nice and refreshing about this rom-com as well and the way that it's structured yeah Yeah. because because a lot of rom-coms do sort of especially because like a lot of rom-coms we talk about are sort of like from a previous we can call maybe like crueler era where they they are focused on sort of like shittier aspects of romance uh so yeah, to see to see one that's really focused on like connection and respect is so nice. I mean, honestly, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was the speed dating scene. 
<gasps> yes. Um, where basically, you know, it's after she found out who he really was and and he comes there. One, it's just a really funny scene, but his speech yeah. at the end, uh, at like speaking from at, at least a, a male's perspective, is it was hit me so hard because it's so true where, you know, the toxic masculinity of you have to know how to talk to girls or talk to people you're interested in and you have to be funny. You have to be all these things where it's really not true. You don't have to, but we put so much pressure on ourselves where it's kind of like the, before you, before you make the call, you kind of play out the phone call in your head. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, and a lot of times you can do that with the start of relationships um, and just him being so honest and vulnerable about uh, vulnerable about just his thought process of why he does what he does. You don't get that often for men just in general and especially yeah. in rom-coms. Uh, you don't get that. Totally. I that was dope. Yeah, that's like a great example of like the patriarchy hurts everyone, including men, by sort of, you know, requiring them to fit into these hyper-masculine stereotypes. So to have someone break from that and talk about why that's difficult and that they feel pressured to do this and it's not necessarily reflective of who they are. And to have that in what year was this? 2002? Five. 2005. 2005. That messaging is like way ahead of its time. That's cool. Ah, Hitch. Oh, Hitch. Okay, I've got a few more before we wrap up tropes. We've got uh, New York City is the most magical place in the world, especially in the fall. We've of got course. excessive use of quirky transportation. We've got a scene on um, ski dudes. Jet skis. Jet skis. Mm-hmm. And then um, last but not least, okay, if you guys want to count this one, if someone is in a rowboat, they are going to fall into the water. Do we count them falling off the jet skis or do we leave that? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. you count that. Yeah, you yes, count definitely. that. Definitely. Yes, Amazing. yes. And it was such a it's such a well-known part of the movie too, him kicking her in the face. In the face. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about it when I watched it and I gasped. I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and then him jumping in like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my so fun. Um, so okay. fun. So, so, folks, that puts us at 19 tropes for Hitch. If we missed any. Wow. Yeah, if we missed any, please, please hit us up on Instagram or Twitter and let us know and we'll add them to our list. Is that a high amount? Is that a high amount to you guys? Um, 19's pretty high. Is it? Because it sounds high, but then also whenever I watch Hitch, I mean, yes, I I don't feel like it's a like rom-com that's just going through the motions of rom-com tropes if that makes any sense right it does. like it does. i feel it's- like it still has an original uh feel or something about it where it doesn't just feel like your typical rom-com no totally and the trope situation's more tongue-in-cheek because i think there are the like let's i would call it a low quality rom-com which just does the tropes because the trope exists and then mm-hmm. this movie, which like utilizes the tropes. And I wrote down like that this movie is super tropey, but three dimensional. And they back up the character's behavior with strong justifications from their past. Okay, so time to rate this rom-com. Um, as of now, our top five rom-coms are Pretty Woman, Sex in the City, the movie, uh, She's All That, There's Something About Mary, and my big fat Greek wedding. These have the top five slots currently because they are the highest grossing worldwide box office. And note that Hitch was one of the highest domestic box offices, not worldwide though. 
Damn. Come on, Africa. Y'all need to be watching these movies. <laughs> um, so if you guys missed last week's episode, we knocked off What Women Want uh, with She's All That. And as our show continues, we will continue to rearrange the top five, adding uh, new uh, movies by voting them in. So for a new movie to be voted in to the top five, all three of us must agree on uh, voting it in. So it has to be unanimous. So So what's the top five one more time? So the top five is Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Sex and the City, the movie. Okay. She's All That. Okay. Recently voted in. There's Something About Mary. Oh, okay, okay. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Is there one of these that we think can go and that we think Hitch should replace? Um, Honestly, the only movie on that list for me that it wouldn't knock out is uh, Something About Mary. It could replace all of them for me. <laughs> um, but so, I, you know, is it is one of my favorite. It the, My two favorite rom-coms of all time are, in no particular order, are Hitch and uh, My Best Friend's Wedding. So oh. it is going to, it is going to be, if I could, if I had to pick any of them, I would probably say My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> I didn't even, like... <gasps> First of all, there's all no black people watch that shit. Um, <laughs> like, I ain't gonna watch my big fat Greek wedding. So, out of pure whiteness, I would wa- I would knock that out and put, you know, the black and the people of color male, uh, the 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 people of color rom com in <laughs> in its place. <laughs> yes, I yes, I, I look. I am completely in agreement that Hitch. Definitely goes in the top five for me. I'm definitely prepared to kick some oh, out. Oh, yes. But yes. the Someone one is going to get kicked out. Yeah. But, you know, I have to say, I there is a, I do love my big fat Greek wedding. This is going to be hard. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mia. I'm no, sorry. Don't be. Don't be. Because I, I fully, I fully accept your criticisms. And I, I would agree if there were not movies that I thought deserved to be on the top five less, which is, I don't know why, because, you know, I loved the series. And I liked the movie fine, but I will once again be arguing for knocking off the Sex in the City movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can I agree would, with that, too. I can agree, I can agree with, with, that. with that. I can agree yeah. that Hitch is far better than se- the Sex in the City movie. Yeah. Because yeah. at least my big, I know I just talk shit about it, but at least my big fat Greek wedding was popular and it was known as a good movie. Whereas I don't. I mean, I have no interest in ever watching Sex in the City, but I would assume I would assume that if you're not a fan of the series, it's probably a bad movie. Yes. <laughs> I would just yes. assume that. I don't yes. know. I'm just, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it would make absolutely no sense because it's basically <laughs> yeah. it, it's like a post finals, post series finale wrap up. That then they also have a sequel to. And look, I'm a <laughs> Sex in the City gal. I grew up watching it. I like the movie. But, you know, I think since this list is based on highest grossing internationally, of course, Sex in the City did well because it has such a strong fan base. But mm-hmm. Hitch, to me, leaps and bounds above Sex in the City movie. A- Allie, where, where do you stand? I, I agree. Also a Sex in the City fan. Um, but uh, it... The Hitch is just a better movie. I think Sex and the City relies 
heavily on the fact that it had so many seasons of character building um, and relationships that, like, you know, the movie's just a long episode of a TV show, you know? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know? So uh, versus Hitch has to do all this character building and excellent character building um, uh, and just this small little film package, and it's so good. So I would say yes. Bye-bye, Sex in the City. Yeah! Yes! 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 Uh, The visual hitch is now in the top five. Yes! 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 And guys, folks, I think it's going to be really hard to knock that up. Let me uh, tell you, I want y'all to personally... When y'all recording the episode, if anybody says they want to knock Hitch out, I want you to call me <laughs> in episode, and I will fight that person. Okay, right? I don't care who it is. It can be your mamas. I will fight your mamas. Wait, that's I a new you... rule. <laughs> if, someone, rule. <laughs> if someone wants to kick Hitch out, we do. We try to call Jakees. You got to call me. And, and I may not pick up, but if I do pick up, I'm in the episode. <laughs> 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 oh, deal, okay, deal. folks, after that exciting round in which I think we all came out winners, it's time for a little segment we like to call Reality Check. In this segment, we test out the tropes and plot devices in the rom-coms we've just watched and see if they hold up in the real world. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, this week, I believe Allie Jennings herself has tried out a, a, one of the aspects of the uh, film Hitch. I I have, I have. Um... Uh, I so I I use the part in the film the the shock and awe. I always love that scene where Albert Brenneman is in that um in that meeting and he like stands up and he's like oh, I'd like to see anybody in this meeting handle the kind of publicity that Allegra Cole does, you know, every day with half her class. Um yeah. Almost word for word. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, I wonder if I did something kind of shocking and, you know, uh, that it would inspire awe in somebody that I liked. And so um, I tried it out. Um, my friend uh, met this guy recently and she's like, Allie, I think this guy is your soulmate. And I, this is a dear friend who I trust a lot. And I was like, oh, soulmate. Um, okay. <laughs> who is he? And so I, um, she told me his name. I'm not going to say it here on this podcast. But um, yes. Do you want to replace his name with Will Smith? Yeah, we'll or, say his name is Will Smith. Uh, okay. Just to, you know, uh, protect him. So I sent him this DM. <laughs> um, and it, it goes a little something like this. I go, hi, Will Smith. Um <laughs> I don't know if we've ever been formally introduced, um, but a friend of mine who knows me very well met you recently and told me she thought you were my soulmate. No! <laughs> Which is such a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I've already sent it. Wow. I'm not saying no because you shouldn't have. I'm saying no because I love it. it. I'm saying no because it. I love it. I love it and I'm shocked and awed. Okay, saying, well, it's that wasn't worse. A- so then I go, <laughs> Which is such a coincidence because I've recently been looking for a good, sturdy soulmate. Um, <laughs> I'd like the chance to get to know you better. If you're wow. interested slash available, I would like to take you out to dinner in one to four months. Or 
we could Zoom chat and watch each other eat dinner through a computer screen. <laughs> Whatever you prefer. I know this DM is pretty aggressive and coming from out of left field, but in hopes to win you over and win your trust and affection, here is my grand gesture for you, my possible soulmate. And then, wow. I, and then I sent a photo of myself um, dressed, uh, who's the main character of Say Anything Again? What's oh, his name? John, John Cusack? Not yeah, John Cusack. What's his character's name? I don't Crap. remember. Oh, I don't know. I've never mm-hmm. seen Say Anything. In Say Anything, it's the move. There's that icon- iconic scene where he's wearing a trench coat and he holds like yeah. a boombox over his head. So I took yeah. my, I took a photo of me wearing a trench coat, um, holding a roll of toilet paper over my head, <laughs> 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 like a big package of toilet paper, and it's, yeah. and then um. I said, pretend this toilet paper is a boombox making music. Did this work? I love it. So he has not responded okay. yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Allie. No, Allie, Allie, I love you. <laughs> Allie, you know I love you. Allie, yeah. you know I love you dearly. What did You're I do You're one of my favorite people. You're one of my favorite people ever. But goddamn, Allie. <laughs> God what did damn. I do wrong? Uh, no, you know what? I love it. I say quarantine's okay. a weird time. No, I say well, that's now true. is now is the time to be real and honest. And Listen. Allie expressed to Will Smith exactly what she was feeling. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I have much respect for it because one is breaking the stupid traditions that like, you know, like you know, you offer to like take them out to dinner and all that stuff and yes. all these stupid traditions of it has to be the other way around and you put yourself out there. I love it. But <laughs> I think where you lost it is when he was like, my friend told me that we could be soulmates. <laughs> but it's true. And I it's hope true. <laughs> as my new potential soulmate that you, I, I mean, I mean, and 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 then if, it, if that was me, I would be like, hmm. But then where you really would lose me, it was, it was like, or we could just watch each other eat over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's all honest. It's all honest. And if you know Listen. Allie, this also tracks with her. Oh, it tracks. Her. It tracks so perfectly, <laughs> which is why I love it. You know what though? I I am. I'm now that I'm thinking I did violate one of Hitch's principles, which was mm. the iceberg principle, which yep. is that mm-hmm. I I showed him all of my mass right away. You showed him all of your mass. You showed him exactly what the Titanic would hit. <laughs> and you just got to you just got to show him the tip. He's like, oh, I can get around this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just and like, here's my tip. And listeners. Listeners, I can't believe we just got a double whammy here. We got the reality check of Allie doing a grand gesture, and then we got the reality check of Jaquise hitching Allie. (laughs) (laughs) Jaquise is hitching right now. Allie is Albert Brenneman, and Jaquise is in her apartment and says, "Do not do that again." (laughs) Don't do it again, Allie. Don't do it again. We can, we can, we can work together. We can work together. Thank you. Oh my gosh, so hopeless. I'm always spilling mustard on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, I think that sums up the episode in sort of a perfect way. We can't top. So, Jaquise, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about Hitch. No doubt. Uh, No doubt. Thank you guys for having me. 
Oh, anytime. Seriously, you know, anytime. A pleasure. A pleasure. And do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any social media things to promote or important romance advice for our listeners? <laughs> and Allie. <laughs> and Allie, yes. Uh, yeah, you can listen. Uh, every Everything that you need to know, you can find about on social media. So at Jackie's Neal on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Culture Kings, listen to that. That, that's a show on the Earwolf Network, so go check that out. And I have a few other endeavors uh, that will either be out or are out, depending on when this comes out. So, yeah, Yay. just check me out on social media. You will find me that way. Great. And any and any romance advice to live by for me? Romance, romance advice. Romance advice. Yes, yes. Um, 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 you know... Uh, Eat when you go out to your first movie. Don't eat your popcorn one popcorn at a time because it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, and they're gonna notice. They're gonna notice, uh, and you know it's just something that you don't want them to think about on the, like the first couple dates. Like eat three or four at a time, and you know because that's just what normal people do. Uh, and uh, and then you guys will hopefully have a happy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're specific. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We have a new episode out every week. Uh, remember to subscribe and rate. This has been brought to you by Campfire Media. And uh, P.S. I love rom coms. I love rom coms. Hey, Rachel, Oscar. Yeah, Claire? Claire? Do you love Disney movies? Uh Uh-huh. Have you seen them all? Not Not all of them. them. What do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them? Ooh. Oh, and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends? (gasps) I love that. Yeah, what if we do it inside the Disney vault? You know, that's the name of our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media. Yeah, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours. That's Inside the Disney Vault. Let's go. Campfire.